From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit, a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her guest lineup of authors, healers, educators, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Each week, Sherrianna and her team of experts share remarkable insights about life, spirit, manifesting, and more. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to announce my new book, Energy in Action, The Power of Emotions and Intuition to Cultivate a Life of Peace and Freedom. Inside, you're going to find 13 spiritual laws and 52 high vibrational spiritual practices, all to help you manifest a life of peace, abundance, and true freedom. Head on over to SherryAnnaBoyle.com and grab your copy today. Welcome to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Sherryanna Boyle. I'm your host, and I welcome you to the show. This is a show about spirituality and mental health. Today is going to be a great show. I just, I know you're going to love today. I'm so glad that you're here to join this really, I think it's a, such important discussion We're going to be talking about reconstructing your faith. Is there anything more important than that? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, maybe your health, right? (laughs) And your family. But reconstructing faith is such an important topic. If you're new to the show, I want you to know that this show is sponsored by the Just Ask Spirit Marketplace. You can find that marketplace on my website, which is sherriannaboyle.com. You just click on Marketplace, and you're going to see some of the authors that have been on this show. You're also going to see some products, goods, and services. And what I love about the Just Ask Spirit Marketplace is you also get discounts. So what you see there, you can grab a discount code if you want to purchase one of those products. Again, SherryAnnaBoyle.com. And while you're there looking around my website, go to the podcast page because I've got a patron program now. Now, this is where I provide extra content outside of radio, outside of podcasting. When I interview guests, I am putting in extra content. For example, I put in some content today on acceptance. So if acceptance is something that's challenging for you, accepting your situation, I've got some great tips. So head on over to SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Check out those two areas when you get a chance. So let me talk about today's guest. Well, Pooja is her name, first of all. She's here with us. And her last name, I'm going to have you say it, Pooja. <laughs> it's it's Chilakuri. That's a beautiful last name. Did you want to say your whole name? Pooja Chilakuri. Beautiful. And you are a nutritional therapist, nutritional therapy practitioner, practitioner, NTP. And you published a book called, And Then There Was Jesus. You also are the co-founder of the Healthy Active Aging Program. And prior to all of this, you served as a research and technology development professional for the global semiconductor industry. So you have a lot of different areas that you have dove into. Now, folks, this book I love it. I have to tell you, Pooja sent me her book before this interview. And, and then there was Jesus. I sat outside and I could not put it down. 
I really couldn't. I absolutely love it. You are also, by the way, everyone, Pooja is the host of a podcast called The Afterlife Podcast. This is where she and I met, everyone, in case you're curious. We met on her podcast. She interviewed me and we started to chat. Now, this is the interesting part, folks. It's really challenging because a lot of people come to you and they want to be on your podcast and they want to promote their books and services. And at the end of that interview, I said to Pooja, Pooja, you remember the interview. You didn't ask to be on my podcast, correct? No, that's right. <laughs> I At the end of the interview, I was so drawn to her. And here she is interviewing me and something about her. I said, I didn't even know anything about her, folks. Honestly, I, I just knew she had this great podcast. I said, would you like to be on my podcast? And she said, yes, actually, I wrote a book. I said, you're kidding. What did you write? And I had at the time, actually, I don't think I asked you, Pooja, what you wrote. Do you no, remember? Yes. No, I think I just said I would send you the book. I don't think I told you what it was about. I don't think you did either. I remember now because I remember it coming in the mail and opening the package. And there it was. And then there was Jesus. And, I, and with your name on the bottom, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I had no idea that was what her book was about. So I read it. And again, everyone, it's a memoir, just in case you're wondering, that Pooja shares her journey. Well, I'll let you talk about it, about reconstructing religion, healing her wounds, and, re and reconstructing, deconstructing religion, I'm sorry, healing spiritual wounds, and reconstructing faith. So anyway, warm welcome to Just Us Spirit to you. Thank you so much, Sharyana, and thank you so much for having me on this show. Well, I just was drawn to you. I think that the, the universe kind of brought us together and we were meant to ta have this conversation on this show, Pusha. Definitely, <laughs> I, definitely. I think, I think so. Tell us a little bit about how this happened. How did how did you come to writing this book and talking about afterlife and all this stuff? Yes, of course. So, um, you know, this book is my memoir. But in some ways, it is also, um, you know, how I navigated my spiritual quest and where I ended. Because I started my life as a Hindu. My family was predominantly Hindu, and I grew up in India. But around the age of 19 is when I stumbled upon Christianity. So I was exposed to Hinduism and Buddhism earlier on in my life. And then at the age of 19, I had a, a sickness that no one could diagnose. I was also in medical school at the time, so I had access to the best healthcare. I was right there at the hospital training to be a doctor. And despite having the best minds on my case, no one could figure out what was wrong with me. And I suffered physically and mentally for almost two years. My symptoms were very, very um you know, strange because, uh, and I don't want to go into too many details, but it's fine. I love the details, <laughs> but whatever you want, I know they're in the book and we don't want to spoil. Too yeah, much. Yes. Yeah. But I, I yeah. was throwing up a lot. I would throw up for 10 or 12 hours every day and I couldn't eat. And I, I thought I was hearing voices. So people thought it's like a psychological or like a psychiatric, you know, like maybe it's schizophrenia or something like that, but it wasn't. Because I had access, you know, to the best healthcare, but even so, they put me on seven or eight different medications, 
and, and no one knew what was going on and I didn't know what was going on. And it came at a time when I couldn't have been happier with my life because I was pursuing my dreams of uh, you know going to medical school. So uh, the whole thing was pretty peculiar. And when the doctors couldn't figure it out, my dad being very spiritually minded, he took me to several different places that were, you know, they didn't have any restrictions when it came to religion. So we visited uh, places that had to do with the Sufi mystics. Uh, we visited Hindu temples. You know, the only thing I didn't do, he didn't, my dad did not take me to a church because he didn't know of any. But soon, you know, long story short, um, this whole thing when it didn't heal, that's when my dad thought to send me to the U.S. So that's how I ended up coming from India to the U.S.A. Because we found someone at Duke University that uh, knew my uncle, and he offered that they could maybe do some cutting ed edge research. I was such a peculiar case, you know, and maybe I could get some help. And so long story short, again, that's how I ended up in the USA. I, I went to college here while I was trying to figure out a cure for myself. And that is when a roommate and a friend introduced me to a small church. And when the pastor of that church prayed for me, within hours, all my symptoms vanished. So, you know, I was really struck by that because here I was struggling for two years to figure this out. And just praying in the name of Jesus um, caused all those symptoms to vanish. So that really made me want to explore and pursue Christianity. However, um, you know, it never, I, I just thought, okay, I'll pursue Christianity and I'll still retain my Hindu faith. And, you know, it's, it's all fine. And I told my parents, I'm not coming back. I want to stay in the U.S. I want to pursue higher education. And Jesus has given me my life back. So, you know, growing up as a Hindu, we have the concept of service that was ingrained in me since childhood. So I thought, you know, if Jesus has given me my life back, then I owe it to him to serve in the church. And because my I was only 19, I didn't understand, you know, my spirituality was very limited at the time. I just thought that by serving in the church was the only way to have a relationship with Jesus. And unfortunately, or, I, or fortunately, I don't know how to, I mean, I look at it now as a blessing, but I ended up with a religious group that was very fundamentalist, very legalistic. And very soon I found myself spiraling down into a pit of darkness where I got disconnected from my spirit because it was all about measuring external things that were used as a measure of faith that was your church attendance or you know how many times you fasted and prayed or if you were adhering to the doctrines very strictly right and also it was all about you know living your life by measuring every moment against the bible and you know that's really hard to do <laughs> that takes away your free will it takes away your freedom there was lots and lots of undercurrents about not displeasing authority. So the authority of the pastor was very, very strong. And you couldn't have a thought or an interpretation. You couldn't have your own relationship with God if it wasn't approved by what the leaders thought. And I didn't realize any better. And so for 17 years, I allowed myself to be just deeply conditioned by a lots and lots of doctrine that... Personally, they were damaging to me because they led me to have a mental health breakdown where I was obsessing all the time about pleasing God 
and this fear of, you know, not wanting him to punish me, the fear of hell, you know, just the whole nine yards, right? Everything that comes with that territory. And very soon, my health broke down because, you know, Shariana, you, you're doing this podcast for spirit and mental health, right? When we're not aligned with our souls, our bodies are going to just give up on us also at some point. And I started breaking out with asthma, with hives. There was just, there was just too much going on. And in that moment, I, uh, I really felt that I need to give up on Christianity, on Jesus and on God and just walk away from the whole thing. But the only reason I couldn't do that is because um, in the early days when I was still exploring church, when I had gotten healed, I had heard a really sweet voice. And the voice had been so gentle and kind and loving. I, I remembered that. So, you know, I knew that. And, it, and Pooja wasn't your voice. It wasn't my voice. No, mm -mm. it came from outside. But at the same time, it wasn't audible either, Sheriana. Like, it's very hard to explain that. And it's been 30 years, but I still remember it. I can feel it in my body, but I knew that it was not my voice. And so... I also remember asking who it was and not knowing the answer. I had instinctively picked up the Bible. This is, this is 30 years ago. And I remember the first thing I read there was my sheep hear my voice. So I knew it was Jesus speaking oh. to me. Yes. And, uh, and the irony of this whole thing, Sheriana, is, um, you know, he was saying that my sheep will never follow another shepherd. It's in that same verse. It's in the 10th chapter of the Gospel of John. But what did I do for 17 years? I followed every other voice except Jesus, right? And uh, definitely that led me to a trap. And I, I used the word trap because I felt like I couldn't get out. I uh, I had heard that voice, but then over 17 years, that, that became a distant memory. It has resurfaced again, but back then it became a distant memory. And I really felt helpless. I was afraid to leave because I thought that a, I thought that I would go to hell if I gave up those doctrines that I was being told. And secondly, I was my children were very young, and I was told by the leaders that if we became a stumbling block to the rest of the community by leaving or by questioning, then the wrath of God would fall upon my family. And that kept me in bondage to fear. And I did not have the courage to just get up and leave, even when I understood that certain things were harming me, you know. Pusha, do you feel that that bondage of fear that you speak about was very, I'm talking feeling now, I know that there was different teachings, but do you feel the bondage of fear was very similar to the way you felt with the, what you were taught when you were growing up in terms of the bondage part? Yes. Yes. Because when we were growing up, also my family was very religious and even though they were Hindus, they kind of had similar beliefs that if you didn't do those rituals in a certain way, that uh, something bad would happen. So I had learned that fear in childhood. That's exactly right. And then I when just I find it fascinating that you grow up here with that bondage of fear. I, I guess I, I'm so fascinated by energy and how it repeats itself. Yes. And how you had this re miraculous recovery and then this resurfaces. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just want to pull the audience. This is such a great discussion. So I, you're at the part where my sheep 
hear my, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep will not follow another shepherd. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I realized that that's what I had been doing. And so that was like a wake up call to me because I felt like I'd completely lost Jesus. I wanted to become an atheist, Sheriano, because I felt that anything to do with God was just bringing me a lot of darkness, a lot of grief, a lot of fear, a lot of shame. That's the other thing I experienced in that religious setting was a lot of shame uh, because there's, you know, there's this fear that anything you say or do that's contrary to what you've been taught, then you're backsliding. And that just means you're not good enough, right? Your faith is weak, you're backsliding. And then the worst thing of it was you're betraying Jesus, right? That's that's what I was, I have to say, I was pretty brainwashed about that part. I lived with the guilt for a very long time. A lot of people, I think, live with this, Pooja, this guilt mm-hmm. thing. And in terms of betrayal, betraying Jesus, or if you explore other other things or something that this is wrong, or you're going to be punished or. Yes. Certainly, that was my case. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. And so from there, but what happened was that I started, how I started awakening, how my soul started awakening was when I started realizing that everything that makes you happy, uh, you know, loving people genuinely and authentically, connecting with people without any agenda, because I was part of an evangelical group. So the only way we had relationships outside the churches if you had an agenda to convert them to your way, right? So the relationship is no longer authentic. And, you know, I did not grow up with that. That I did not grow up with. So that was very peculiar to me. And I thought, well, that's not even being human. You know what I mean? And so my soul started recognizing that whatever religion I was in, was setting aside everything that had to do with your soul for real, like like all this authenticity, all truth, loving people genuinely, you know, without any agenda, or even um, not judging people, right? Uh, having compassion. I saw how they treated people who left the church, and I thought, well, that's not being very compassionate. How can that be God? You know, so th- there was cognitive dissonance going on in my uh, my head because. On the one hand, I believed God was loving and compassionate, but on the other hand, I also believed he was horrible. He could judge you and punish you and send you to hell. And so, you know, these two conflicting and opposing ideas about God, I was holding them at the same time, and it was driving me nuts. (laughs) And then, you know, mental health goes down the drain because you're always worried, and you cannot create from that space, right? You know all about that, right? I've read your books too, and I love them. So um, my life, I just started feeling like my life was over and I became very depressed. And I thank God that I, you know, I had young children because that saved me from wanting to end my life. Like I, I didn't, my mind, I wouldn't let my mind go there because they were my motivation to keep going and to keep figuring this out. And so I, I wanted to push through. I was very fortunate to have my husband's support uh, when I wanted to leave because he was the deacon in that church and the treasurer. So it wasn't an easy decision. And my children were very deeply rooted in the church. But I remember one day what was the final straw was, um, and again, I heard that sweet voice, which I hadn't heard in years. This is in 2009. And it said to me that, 
you cannot pour new wine in an old wine skin. And I thought, you know, I didn't understand what the new wine was, but I knew it had something to do with me regenerating my spirit and leaving that environment, which was holding me back. But I still wouldn't, it, there was so much, um, this is going to be very hard to believe, right? And despite hearing this voice and the emotionally, I was so stuck, Sharian. I was so brainwashed that I still had that fear that if I left the church, God was going to, you know, come after me and something bad would happen. Like I, there's no rational way to exp explain that. Do you, do you feel that in some ways, would you relate to that feeling as similar as being abused? Because if you think about it, someone who's in an abusive relationship, you yes. sound kind of like what they would yes. sound like. Yes. And that's, we don't want to say that, right? We don't I know. I didn't want to admit it to myself. I was too proud because I thought, how could I let that happen to me? You know, so I did go through that struggle too with my ego, like to let that go and realize that that's what had happened and I had allowed it to happen, you know? So, um, but what happened and what finally kicked me out was this beautiful encounter that I had with Jesus in my closet. We were going to church, the same church back then, and we were hearing messages like God is going to become your enemy if you uh, abandon him and things like that. And it was creating anxiety. And one day I remember having a nervous breakdown. And I was thinking, I just need to walk away from every religion and God, and maybe God doesn't exist. And I was going through all this turmoil. And while I was crying and having that nervous breakdown, Chariana, these real gentle waves, I can't explain it. To, and, and, I, and this is in 2010. Remember, I don't know what energy is. I, I've never heard of vibrations and energy. Like, I don't know any of this, but what went through me felt like electricity. And I say electricity, but it wasn't like an electric shock or anything like that. But that's the close, that's the word that I can think of, you know, to describe it. And it was very warm and very loving. And I felt very loved. I felt safe and I felt held. And in the days that followed, I kept saying, is this Jesus? In the days that followed, every time I would say his name, I would start feeling heat going through my body. And I would feel um, an, a presence very tangible. And I don't know how to explain it, except that it was pure kindness. And again, I'm using the word energy now. But back then, if you'd asked me, I wouldn't know that word. You know, I would just say a very kind person is with me right now in this room, but I can't see them, you know. And, and um, now I understand it better. And so when that happened, that gave me the courage that I needed to walk away because the contrast was huge between that presence of Jesus and what I was hearing at church. And you know how that was like the final straw for me. And so I had to leave. Yeah. And then from there, it was taken 13 years to deconstruct and relearn my faith in a healthy way. That's an amazing. I mean, your, her book is amazing, everyone. If you love this story, read the book because it's just, it, your story is just one of those stories you could, I, I could hear it again and again and again and get something new from it every single time. It's just completely amazing. So there's so much, there's so much to unpack here, Pooja. I'm not even sure where to begin. I think I want to begin with how do you find define spirit today? Mm. 
Spirit, to me, right now where I'm at, I understand it as pure awareness or um, pure consciousness. It's the part of me, or 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 if you're talking about spirit, like as in God, I think it's it's that which doesn't judge and loves purely and unconditionally. And in and I understand my spirit also as being part of that. Uh, manifestation of that spirit beautiful and how do you define your faith today how do you do you still go to church what what it, what does your life look like today so i haven't been to a institution in a regular manner i will go when people invite me for different things and I wanted to be very authentic. So if someone, if I have a friend that's inviting me to a wedding, if I have to go to a funeral, if there's something going on, I will do it for that relationship and to be there and, you know, just enjoy it in its pure form for what it is. But I no longer go every Sunday. And that was something that took me five years to deconstruct. So it wasn't easy because that voice in my head kept saying, if you don't go on Sunday, you're betraying God. If you don't go on Sunday, you know, that's the only way to have a relationship with him is to show up in church. And so it took me five years. But uh, to answer your question, no, I don't. I don't do that on a regular basis. And uh, there's been a lot of judgment around that from uh, some folks that believe that that's the only way to do it. But um, I still have faith in Jesus. And he's very important to me. He is, uh, I mean, I don't know. I can't wake up in the morning and not have him with me throughout my day. Mm. You know, and so I want to, I do want to talk more about that, about your current relationship with Jesus, Pusha. We do have to take a quick break. Sure. I can, I completely relate to, I think I wrote it in Energy in Action. I don't know if you caught it. I did. You did. Do you, I did. Do you know what I'm referring to? Are you referring to? Yeah, I'm, go re ahead. I'm, re I'm referring to when one of my family members said, you, you did catch it. Pooja. I did catch it. I did yes. catch it. They said, when was the last time you went to church? Mm -hmm. And it dawned on me, oh my gosh, you believe I have to go to church to have a relationship with God and spirit. And we're not poo-pooing that at all, folks, but we yeah. do want to talk more about that. And we're going to do that. I'm speaking with Pooja. She's the author, everyone. And then there was Jesus. And she's also the host of a podcast called the Afterlife Podcast. More with Pooja when we get back after the break. So hang in there. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. 
Come take advantage of Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to dreamvision7radio.com. Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a special and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of 10 books that can help empower lives. From her new book on manifesting, Energy in Action, Emotional Detox, Emotional Detox Now, The Four Gifts of Anxiety, Mantras Made Easy, To the Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety, there is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking, Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Imagine if you had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. I'm speaking with Pooja today. She's the author of And Then There Was Jesus. She's also the podcast host of a podcast called The Afterlife Podcast. And you can find her if you're looking to connect with her. You can go to Pooja, which is P-O-O-J-A, Dot. I'm going to spell her last name, everyone, C-H-I-L-U-K-U-R-I at dot com. Okay, so there, Pooja, again, C-H-I-L-U-K-U-R-I dot com, Pooja. So I was sharing with you, I wrote about that in Energy and Action, where that I had sort of that light bulb moment. And you're right, there is so much shame that comes up around religion that we've been taught and that feel ashamed if you don't go to church, then perhaps you do go to church and you feel ashamed that you're not pitching in or doing it enough. And again, I I agree with you. I don't, I'm not boycotting church. I do go to church. I am drawn to some of the services. We're very fortunate where I am, the church that we belong to. We go to Episcopal church, 
really found an incredible reverend that is so inclusive and really aware of these kinds of messaging. I want to talk about your relationship with Jesus today. I also want to talk about that free will Mm. that you brought up before. And you said the Bible, when we over-focus on the Bible, it takes away free will. So maybe we'll start with that. Yes, absolutely. So uh, the way I experienced that was the church I went to, the will of God was very important for them. And they believe that the will of God is everything that's in the Bible, right? And But whose interpretation? That's my question today. And if we're reading it outside of context, outside of history, outside of culture, then, you know, what, what beliefs are we uh, shaping? Are they, you know, I'm not against the Bible, but then how do we read it? How do we interpret it? So what ended up happening is I felt very suffocated because no matter whether it was the kind of car you're going to buy, right? Whether it was the kind of house you were going to live in, who you're going to marry, right? Which school are your kids going to go through? You know, trying to find answers like that from the Bible, that can really take the life out of you. There's no more fun in life, right? No more mystery, uh, nothing to seek God about, right? So that's uh, that's what I mean when I say that that messed up my free will. It messed up the way I would think about things. And I was afraid to make a decision after I left that church because I didn't know how to. Because I didn't know. So are you are you saying when we turn to something like the Bible, you're saying that perhaps you're not going to yourself and learning how to trust your own decisions? Yes. And you're kind of going to this as if it's an outside source and a guidance system for how to live your life. But what you're discovering is after going through being sick, and I can't imagine throwing up 10, 15, I mean, one time throwing up is enough, 10, 15 yes. times a day, how weak you, you talk about it in the book. It's really interesting, everyone to hear. I can't, it's, you're lucky you're alive. Yes. What you're saying is you needed to go inside and God is inside. I mean, that voice didn't come when you were looking at a Bible. That voice came from you tuning into you. Yes. Yes. And you know what else, Shariana? That, that's the other thing. There is no one size fits all, right? When you go to an external source and you say that this is how it has to be for everybody, but then God, spirit, this entity, they didn't even make us the same, right? And, and our soul blueprints are different. So putting the same rules for everyone doesn't even make sense. And it takes the joy away of your own relationship with God. It completely ruins it. So it takes the joy away with your own relationship with God. Yep. And I think it also uh, disconnects you from yourself, just like you said. And that's very damaging to your spirit. Well, you don't get that inner strength. Right. And the, so when, and the confidence yeah. and, and the trust. And it's just everyone else becomes sort of your, your barometer. It becomes your, what soothes you, what helps you get through things. Yeah. And that's all fine, but eventually you need to, 
turn inward. I see this all the time with clients that I work with, with anxiety, where they go to their friends or they go to their boss or they go to social media or they go to everybody else but themselves (laughs) for, for the answers. And I couldn't, I agree with you in terms of, for me, I discovered my relationship with God really enhanced through emotional processing. Mm-hmm. And I always had a faith like you. I always believed in God, believed in Jesus, but I really didn't quite know how to have that relationship mm-hmm. with God truly until I started to feel. Mm-hmm. How about how about you? What would you say to people? How do if somebody's listening right now and they're thinking, gosh, I agree with you that I there were certain there the church is wonderful and I love the way it gets everybody together. Yes. I love the celebrations. I love the rituals. I love the traditions, the prayers, place to go when you yeah. need community. support. Community yeah. is incredible for awesome. mental health yeah. and volunteering and uh, just that spreading love and kindness. And, and so how do you foster that today within yourself, that relationship with God? I had to start at the very beginning, Shariana, because that was so broken for me. This is back in 2010 and 2011. And going back to the very beginning meant that for some time, I had to like throw away everything because I wanted to start from scratch. And that meant that I had to unlearn certain things. You mentioned a very important word, feelings. And I've read both your books and I love it. I love it. I love it because feelings is where I started. The first feeling I had towards God after all of those years is I didn't trust God. I I didn't feel safe with God. And you cannot have a relationship with someone you don't feel safe with, right? And so I had to start at the very beginning trying to unlearn. But I didn't know where to go to unlearn. The only source I had was that gentle voice and that loving touch And the kind presence that I was feeling, that was like my anchor for some time. Because I was like, every time I had a thought about God that was fearful and where I got stuck, you know, emotionally, um, that, that feeling, that entity, that presence was with me. And if it hadn't been for that, I'm really not sure how and where I would have started. But then, slowly, I started opening myself up to the possibility of, I need help. Right. And then thank God, the synchronicities that brought some people into my life that had very healthy relationship with Jesus. And by watching, first I was like a little child. I used to watch everything they did and said, and then I would wait for God to strike them. And then if God's not striking them, then I would say, oh, well, I can do that. Because at first, that's how I was like a little toddler, really desperate, trying to learn how to stand up. So by watching the lives of those who had a very healthy relationship with Jesus helped me out tremendously. And then a series of synchronicities also led me to a blog that someone wrote about a spiritual abuse. And that just opened up my world because it gave a name for what I'd experienced. And once I had that, I was able to let go of a lot of those teachings. And Can you define spiritual abuse? What have you learned about that so people are aware? So anytime someone in a position of power can intimidate you or gaslight you, 
into believing things which disconnects you from your soul and spirit, right? That's that's what I've understood the definition of spiritual abuse. It disconnects you. Okay, here's an, a good one that I have read. I didn't come up with this. I read it somewhere that it disconnects you from your inner world. Mm, so it disconnects you. So could this be also someone who perhaps has the conditioning and they pass it on someone I, like, for example, a, a parent or a caregiver. Yes. And they're saying you really need, or they judge you. Yeah. That can also disconnect you. Absolutely. From- Absolutely. And thank you for saying that, Jariana, because that was part of my healing. That is how I was able to forgive when I understood that it was, they were also acting out their conditioning. So thank you for using that word because that really helped me to forgive and to move on. So anything basically that gets, that disconnects you, I'll use that term from your relationship from yourself. Yes. You ought to take a, raise a hairy eyebrow at that one. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> right. Is- I mean, and, and going even outside of church talk. Yes. Speaking to the listeners, yes. anything that disconnects you from the relationship of yourself, yes. meaning you can't trust yourself. Yes. You you don't have the ability to trust your own decision making. Mm-hmm. Raise a hairy br- eyebrow, yep. and that's just due to their conditioning. Yes, absolutely. They're just passing on. Uh, Edgar Tolle, I, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but I, you he, are. Talks, he takes he talks about the pain body, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a collective pain body, and then there's the ancestral pain body, and then there's all this stuff that we're just handing it down without thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. So every time one of us takes a stand and says, enough, you know, I have to believe that that's a step in the right direction for all, you know? Yeah. It sounds like part of regaining or reconstructing your relationship with your faith, with God, with Jesus was, had a bit to do with putting up some boundaries. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And also I did a lot of studying and investigating. Another thing that really helped me heal was um, all of the Bible verses that were used to create fear. I was able to go back and study where that came from, understand the context, and reframe those. That's been mm. tremendously healing for me. You know, my kids, I reframed their prayers when they were growing up. Yes. So <laughs> I, I love the prayers, and I love yes. to say them, and I love to feel them. Most importantly, I, I always yes. go by feeling. How does this prayer make me feel? And yes. I always ask my clients, because I will give out prayers to people, because people will say, I don't know what prayer to use. I don't have a prayer because like you, they, they're trying to get away from the conditioning, mm-hmm. but, but then they, they're not really sure where to go. Mm-hmm. So I always say, you know, just look through the prayer, take out the parts you don't like. My kids actually don't know. I think it's the, um, our father prayer. I believe that says, calls you, call yourself a sinner. Yep. <laughs> I think there was that part, right? They so I always take that, took that out, and we would recite the prayer. My kids didn't even know that part was in it, you know, unless they went to church, they probably hear. It. But when we would do it at home, yes, they just say, just take it out, just yep. use your free will. You don't yep. have to just repeat it. Yes, absolutely. And so, so I love that. So reframing some of the scripture, 
Mm-hmm. You went and took some time to do that. You said healthy role models, people yes. who had a healthy relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. boundaries, learning about spiritual abuse yes. helped you. Anything yes. else? Um, one thing also that helped me, and it kind of became an anchor for me, was um, actually it was a Bible verse, Sheriana. And Which it one? Um, I don't I don't exactly remember where it's in Matthew 28, I believe. And Jesus said that he was humble and gentle and his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And oh, can you repeat that, please? Yeah, okay. he said, I think he says, come to me, all those who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Learn from me because I am meek and gentle in spirit and my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I've memorized it because I had to. You, you, you don't know. Like I've been clinging to this for ten years now. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that, and I thank you for repeating it as well, so people have a a chance to write that down. And that might be something all of you, if you really resonate with that. And I love that, and that's what you keep describing. You've mentioned this several times now yes. that Jesus has a warmth, a yes. kindness, yes, a gentleness. And the scripture says, yoke is easy and my burden is light. So that's how I filter information in my life now going forward. Whether I'm listening to a spiritual teacher or whether I'm to podcast or, you know, I'm reading a book, which is about spirit. um, I filter it through this lens. If it feels easy and light and it's resonating in my body, you know, you talk about feelings, Sherianna, like my body tells me, yes, you know, this is, uh, this is how I now uh, absorb information. It, it, that yoke is easy and that burden is light. So you absorb information from this feeling state is what you're saying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Whereas before you would try to take information in almost like the information's coming from outside of you. Yes. But then when you're in a feeling state, it, this is more coming from inside. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I love this. And I love what you said before that you weren't, you weren't aligned with your soul. Not at all. And that's what led to the mental health. The first round was more of a physical breakdown. Yes. And then the second round you went through, you went through it all, Pooja, was a mental health breakdown. And that was the part where you found yourself in an abusive, we'll call it spiritually, where someone was misusing power. Yes. Situation. And that affected your mental health. What would you say today? Any advice for individuals that are not that perhaps they're having mental health imbalances or physical health imbalances and alignment with the soul and they're thinking gosh i need to align with my soul perhaps that's the missing link in my life what would you say two things that come to mind right away shariana the first one is no matter what you're going through do not blame yourself Right, because I know a lot of us type A or perfectionists will go there. We did this wrong, or you know, or uh, we believed wrong, or we did something wrong, or it was the choices we made, or whatever we beat up ourselves. Right? I think the first thing we have to do is stop, and it's very hard to do it when we're going through that mental health challenge. 
it's hard to have compassion for yourself. So in that case, find someone who will be your advocate for you. When you're beating yourself up, find that friend or that therapist or that family member who will reiterate and reinforce to you that it's not your fault. Right. So that's definitely uh, something that uh, I think of when I think of that. And the second because when, thing, because you were going through this, you had your husband yes. by your side and, a friend. Terms, and you had a friend. Mm -hmm. But in terms of this, you did, would you say you didn't have the advocacy? Or, or was your husband your advocate? I mean, I know your parents were yes, a big they were. part of I was very fortunate that I, even though I was gaslighting myself, everyone in my life at the time, my friend, my husband, and my parents, they kept assuring me that I was on the right path, right? And also for mental health, you know, what you were talking about earlier, sometimes what happens, why it breaks down I, I could be, I, I'm sure this is not for, maybe not for everybody, but in my case, whenever we're saying yes, when we mean no, we're kind of harming our inner soul. And that that's how we dim our light and our spirit. And eventually it speaks up and screams and then it expresses as some mental health challenges. I'm also a nutritional practitioner, so I don't take it lightly. I know there are physical reasons, or deficiencies that create or chemical imbalances that create mental health situation. But also a lot of times it's because our soul is crying, you know? I love that. Thank you so much. That is whenever we say yes, when we mean no, everyone, yeah. we yeah. hurt, we hurt our soul. We do. That is just beautiful. You're just an amazing, I'm so grateful. And I, and I'm pretty confident. I know why I was drawn to you and really drawn to the energy that you carry. And I appreciate everything that you do and everything that you're offering. Everyone, if you want to get in touch with Pooja, once again, she's at Pooja.chilukuri.com. Her book is called, And Then There Was Jesus. It's the best book. You have to get it and make sure that you leave her a review if you do to help support and circulate books. It's very important to us authors. Thank you so much, Pooja, for being on Just Us Spirit. Thank you so much, Sheriana. Thank you very much. You're welcome. We're taking another quick break, everyone. I'll be right back with some insights about the show and to wrap up the show with a few tips. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a special and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of 10 books that can help empower lives. From her new book on manifesting, Energy in Action, Emotional Detox, Emotional Detox Now, The Four Gifts of Anxiety, Mantras Made Easy, To the Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety, 
There is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking, Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Imagine if you had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. Wow, that was such an incredible show. Oh my gosh, I just can feel the vibration. I hope that you can feel it as well. I want to remind everyone that we are in the early bird phase of the Azores trip. I'm going to be doing a retreat in the Azores, Portugal And that's happening not till next May, but this is the early bird registration time where you save money if you register early. And also you get to look look forward to a fabulous trip. On that trip, we will be doing some emotional cleansing, not to worry. It's using my cleanse signature system, which is featured in all of my books. But you get to really experience it firsthand. And of course, we're going to go on some adventures and just have some wonderful time together and connect with some like-minded people and have some really meaningful discussions, connections, and of course, lots of laughter. So go to sherryannaboyle.com and check out retreats on that page and the navigation page. In terms of today, in terms of, I feel like Pooja gave us so much wonderful, wonderful tips for you to think about. And I just wanted to add to that in terms of how I open up to Jesus. And one of the ways that I open up is I ask Jesus to come into my heart. So I call upon Jesus, come into my heart and allow me to feel. And that really, so heart feeling, heart open and your heart chakra, that area is really, really vibrant, right? It's about 60. I think they say it goes out 60 times further than the brain in terms of energy field around the heart. So I always call Jesus into my heart. Allow me to feel you. Allow me to sense you. Allow me to be present with Jesus in my heart. And that can be a really wonderful tool for having a relationship with Jesus. The other tip I wanted to mention here at the end of the show in terms of developing your inner strength 
I kind of have a policy and that is with myself. And sometimes I share it with others, like I'm sharing with you. And that is to ask yourself first, ask yourself first, meaning if there's something you're questioning or something you're going on, your little red flags happening or something doesn't feel right. I would ask yourself, I would tune into yourself. And what that does is it teaches you. And I teach this in my membership program. I teach this in my certification program big time. So if you're someone who doesn't know how to trust yourself, trust your own feelings, even ask yourself questions, that is something you might want to think about. The certification program is on my cleanse system. Again, that's at sherryannaboyle.com and really, really can help you. Because I, I do believe that part of trusting yourself is really getting to know, understand emotions. And sometimes people like with Pooja, with everything that she didn't understand with abuse, once you open that understanding and that awareness and knowledge, all of a sudden you you get strength from that. So it's the same thing with learning to trust yourself. I find with emotions, the more you learn about them, they're part of you, might as well know more about it, how they work, where they come from. And I talk all about that in the Clan Certification course. And then that will give you the strength to learn how to trust yourself. And my motto is I always ask myself first. And then if I still need support, then I go ahead and I ask someone else for support. But I do practice that quite often, really as a tool for learning to trust your own inner guidance. But that's really difficult to do if you're not processing emotions. So you want to make sure that you take advantage of one of these offerings, whether it's Patreon program, the cleanse certification, or one of my books, they all have it. It's all the same thing. And that is emotional processing. Because as you know, I believe that emotions matter. Your emotions matter. Processing matters more. Thanks for tuning in. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening. Join Sherrianna next time to continue this remarkable journey of discovering the amazing power of your emotions. Reach out to Sherrianna directly on SherriannaBoyle.com. Share your comments and ask your Just Ask Spirit questions. Until next time, remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.